1: Ann and I joined a wine club. Ooh. Yeah. Spent the whole weekend going to vineyards out there and joined a wine club. Got a free lunch, steak salad. Mm. It's delicious.
0: (laughs) Worth it. That'll be great. I need to develop the palette for wine. <laughs> I do not have it, dude. Me neither. But I'm this, like, uh, I'm this in is, now. is a red <laughs> yeah. this wine. Yeah. Is good.
2: Mm-hmm. This wine is bad. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Could be a wine critic. <laughs> yeah. Out
0: of paper, out of stock. There's friendly faces around the block. Break loose from the chains that are causing you pain. Call Michael and Stanley Jim and Dwight Creed Paul Andy and Kelly if your business paper needs or oh, done the myth then the people purchase paper people done the myth then the people purchase paper people done the myth then the people purchase paper people
2: Hello and welcome to the Michael Scott Podcast Company, a show for fans of the office by fans of the office. I'm your host and the proud owner of a Muppet Baby stomach tattoo, Sean Roney. And I'm Edwin James, and I'm chopping off Phyllis's head with a chainsaw. A ringing, <laughs> And with us, as always, our producer in the warehouse, Mr. Alex Ward. How hard is a luau? All you need are some grass skirts,
1: pineapple, <laughs> poi, tiki torches, suckling pig, some fire dancers.
2: That's all you need. <laughs> uh, every week we get together and discuss our favorite show, the uh, NBC's American version of The Office. Uh, and Did this- NBC have another version?
0: Oh, sorry. <laughs> God damn. The American really version of The off Office right is the subject of our show, and here we are to discuss it.
2: Um, and uh, back from vacation is Mr. Edwin James. And it's also the subject of today's episode. Yeah, this
0: kind of wraps up this weird little mini arc, the whole trilogy. Have.
2: Yeah,
0: uh, of of a, a series of sort of vacation themed <laughs> <Right>. episodes. <laughs> right. Uh, if you've been listening to our show, and I certainly hope you have, uh, that we did one episode with the three of us who were like out camping on this lake retreat, uh, and we did a, recorded an episode yeah. there. We did an episode last week where I recorded, called in from a cruise ship, yes, somewhere in the uh, in the Pacific Ocean, and uh, that's, not where the cruise, that's not where the cruise was going, but that's mm-hmm. where I was at the time. <laughs> and uh, and now that back I'm back, to the middle. Of the now Pacific I'm back. Ocean. We're gonna do a back from vacation. Back from episode. vacation. Um,
2: the, excited to wrap this one up. The twelfth episode of season three. It aired on January fourth, two thousand seven. It was written by Justin Spitzer. Who is the creator of Superstore? Okay. Spitzer. And- <laughs> I hardly know her. <laughs> and it was directed by Julian Farino, who is a director on uh, the Entourage series and was the sports ed- the sports editor for Guinness World Book of Records. Hmm. It's an odd job. Sp- that is the sports editor. Yeah.
1: How often are you... I thought you guys would like that. How sports. often are things coming in that you're editing? For the, yeah. The record. I love yeah. a good sports. Yeah. yeah. You know, sports. I, I
2: also love Ripley's Believe It or Not. <laughs> also a great yeah. book of some sort of records. Uh, the cold open for this episode starts with a meeting. Uh, Michael Scott is away on vacation in Jamaica and... Jim is leading this meet, meeting. It is a, an extremely boring meeting. Um I think what are Jim, they discussing? Cardstock. stock. Pushing cardstock. He said he's like Good job yeah, guys. So anyways, uh but then uh, Dwight sets out a tape recorder because he's going to record all the meetings for Michael and so Jim starts fabricating uh the events that are that are happening during the meeting. It's and a fun cold open, you know. Yeah. Yep. They um could- Little, little fun at Dwight's
1: expense. Right. This is still, you know, early early days of Dwight taking things very very seriously. Yeah. You see that kind of loosen up as the show goes along a little bit? He's not quite so. Like, but
0: he's I need to, I need to uptight. record this right. for
1: Michael because he's gone
2: because he's the boss. Right. And you know that Michael doesn't care. No, <laughs> you <know>? he's never <laughs> listening to it. But he should listen to that cuz that'd be a funny tape. That would be uh, I think Michael would really enjoy that tape actually.
1: I am now chopping off Phyllis's head with a chainsaw.
2: Yeah, Andy takes it too far at the end. <laughs> but I love that moment from Andy Ring. Bernard. <laughs> um, the A-story arc for this episode, Michael is back from uh, vacation in Sandals, Jamaica with Jan Levinson and is trying to cover that up or he creates do the, the exact opposite line. of that. Yeah. yeah, he sends an email to... Mm-hmm.
1: packaging at Dunder Mifflin meaning gorgeous right. yes. hacker our, which our ends story, which,
0: our A story which is like the dominant story in any particular episode of television of course is, uh, is the Michael is back that he sent out this topless photo of himself with Jan mm-hmm. uh, and he's trying to pick up the pieces because <laughs> right. it's gone out throughout the entire company
2: he's it's funny too because he's not even trying that hard like sometimes he's like when he first goes down to the warehouse and the poster is up That they've printed, they've somehow printed a humongous poster um, in an afternoon. But uh, he can't even say anything because they all just start cheering for him, Mm -hmm. and uh, so it's a little bit of Michael's ego gets in the way sometimes of him being able to.
1: Well, he he first just goes down to talk to Daryl, right, right, right. First, yes, they're not
0: applauding till later, and Daryl is eating a lunch of a of a sandwich and a single chicken wing. Yeah. Thank and, you for noticing that. I have to notice that. And with his feet up, and Michael says, You know, Daryl, did you see the, the email that I sent you? And he's like, uh, Yeah, I saw, I, I saw that, Mike. <laughs> and he's like, Did you see that second email? He's like, I get a lot of emails down here, Mike. I'm a busy man. <laughs> um, and I think just in general, it plays off this notion of like in a workplace, when you send out an email, when you click send, it's like, All right, it's out the door. It's gone. You know, and, and, and normally for me, that's like kind of a comforting feeling. Like, mm. I'm not thinking about this email anymore. But. On the other hand it's like when you send it out and you know that it's going to cause a, long, a, a larger conversation right. right you're like all right and now it's out the door and we'll see what happens
2: oh i have 100% e- uh, sent emails that i realized a minute too late that I had said something completely wrong. All the time. You know what I mean? Like written the wrong Mm -hmm. date or something like that. And sometimes for my work, I have to send an email to like 46 people Mm -hmm. on one email. And then it's like, like then like people keep coming back. Like, do you say Saturday? I think it's Sunday. It's like, oh, it's the worst. So I I can only imagine how Michael Scott (laughs)
1: felt in that moment. Horrible. Horrible. (laughs) I, I, I always, I always will send it, and then I'll forget, oh, I forgot one piece of information that was kind of key. And so you, re- you you reply again, and you say, oh, one more thing, and you add it. And then I'm worried. I just buried the first email I sent, and no one's going to
0: read that email. Oh yeah, it. And oh, all they're right. going to
1: read is that second one I sent It's one a, line. It is a
0: disaster. You ever send an email and forget to attach the file? <laughs> oh,
1: oh, oh, yeah. All
0: the time.
2: Gmail now has a built-in... Uh, if you say please see attached It's like hey you forgot to attach it <laughs> you, It's pretty cool Outlook Outlook dumbass. does that too Pretty yeah. chill But when you say enclosed Doesn't do that <laughs> <laughs> what, is uh-huh. yeah. what is the B storyline What is the B storyline in this episode The B storyline of this episode Is Jim and Karen and Pam uh, Karen uh, Is now working in Scranton And living at a hotel She would like to move into a new place uh, she and Jim saw a for rent sign two blocks from where he lives and he thought it was too close. Mm-hmm. Um, and so Pam kind of gets involved, sort of helps Jim, sort of helps Which Kind of mediates uh, Karen. the whole situation. Right. And uh, yeah, exactly. Totally mediates. But then in the end, um, when she has actually helped them and they've worked it out, she's left um feeling terribly lonely um and is consoled by dwight, which is a beautiful one of the better scene. scenes yeah mm-hmm. yeah um yeah what what do you think about about that storyline i i mean it's so touching for.
0: I mean, I think, I think let's
2: wrap up, let's wrap up the
0: way that this, this episode kind of plays out and then we can kind of go into the story beats. I think just in general, obviously we see Michael come in with the beads in his hair, right? (laughs) Wanting to skip. That's such an underrated little thing that he has the single braid with the little beads in his hair. I love that. And of course he sends this email to everyone. He, there's, there's this an amazing talking head where he starts out by saying like, oh yeah, I saw Jen on vacation.
2: And then he, like... Jan
0: told me to play it cool. All right, play it out. Play oh, it out. Play it out. Not yeah. tell
2: anybody, because it could get us both in trouble. So, officially, I did not see her. That's all he needed but to say. But I did see Jan there. <laughs> in our room. At night.
1: This right here. And in the morning. The little... That's way. all I'm gonna say. Sex. <laughs> <Sucks. laughs> we had Sex. I had sex with her i had sex with Jan. <laughs> <laughs> how much of that was written or is it oh, just God. like oh, my
2: Mike, he was just like draw this out the, is what the they cadence told of every sentence just leads you into so the next <laughs> i
0: love how it becomes initially like an implication and rumor and eventually becomes like a full-blown hr violation yeah. at the end yeah yeah i had sex with jan that was, yeah that's where he ends <laughs> i know right and it begins with yes i saw jan on vacation yeah, <laughs> yeah um but in general like this is michael trying to catch things from <laughs> spiraling out of a muck right mm-hmm. uh and we see jan come in at the end and we see michael all of a sudden stuck in his own luau party that he tries to set mm-hmm. up mm-hmm. right uh and obviously it's it's a you know source of a lot of comedy right as he's trying to put the pieces back together <laughs> and i think this is also an episode where This is very classic The Office where it kind of buries the lead as far as the plot development goes, right? Mm -hmm. On one hand, this is Michael and Jan and it's very silly and it's Michael, you know, being truly ridiculous and trying to have to clean up after himself. And on the other hand, like this is a very serious moment or an important moment between Jim, Pam and Karen, right? Where Jim and Karen have this sort of important moment and Pam kind of helps them, you know, not knowing – if that's really the right thing to do, but trying to step in for her friend, right? And I'm excited to kind of break into this discussion because this is one of those moments where when people have uh, negative readings of Jim, this is one of the moments oh, that, they, that they zero in on. So I guess, uh, yeah, I'm curious to know what your guys' thoughts are on the A storyline, especially as it sets up Jim, uh, Jan and Michael, and then on the B storyline as it sets up uh, Jim, Karen, Pam. I, Yeah, well, really quick, just to kind of where this episode was in the season—
1: like what's going on before and after this. So this oh, yeah. is coming off basically a Christmas break, because a mid December Benny Christmas, the big two part episode. A huge right. one came out, little break, and this one kind of launched went this pushed the whole second half of the season. You yeah. Know, sort of right into after movement. Yeah.
2: Benihana Christmas. Into movement, into motion. Mm-hmm.
1: Right. So right after that, you know, you get uh back from vacation and then traveling salesman the return, Ben Franklin into Phyllis's wedding. So this is like giving enough narrative structure that's set up in this episode to get us there. And honestly, it's a lot. I mean, when you think about the relationship Jan and Michael going to the A storyline, like the the amount of energy that their relationship consumes over the first four seasons of the show is so huge. And this is like an episode where it's still this exciting secret thing for both of them. And we see that play out really for the well, first time here.
2: We haven't even mentioned that 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 is that's how the the A story the way that the A storyline ends, which is amazing is which is just a great punchline to the episode is that Jan <laughs> has not found out about the picture and in fact would like to like pursue a relationship with Michael Scott, which is just shocking to not only us but michael scott he's <laughs> is stunned by this <laughs> and i you my lady yes. <laughs> feel the same <laughs> way that's a good towards you
0: <laughs> yeah. you complete me
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: oh my god <laughs> She's i, like, I, I want to talk about jan later like um, her yeah no her i agree that's problem. an incredible like can we talk about it now button on the episode michael and jan or just Jan? So jan i want to talk
2: about first of all the way that the way that jan enters this episode first of all that she's like calling That she's calling him and he's like He's like, no, tell her, tell I have this audio because it's tell so good okay, We have to listen okay, it. right. It's just, it's just <laughs> When Jan calls Pam. Too good This is, this is yeah Michael oh. It's Jan on the phone No, God. No, no, no Hang up, hang up. Tell her I'm not here Don't, don't I ran out of gas <laughs> I hit a deer I hit, I hit a deer with my car <laughs> Don't
1: he'll call you back trapped in an oil painting (laughs) i'm gonna save that one
2: (laughs) i i tell her i ran out of gas like
1: he's immediately this fight or flight response and he just immediately like all the way. your panic
0: it's so funny and i think the logical extension of this is is later in the show when david calls him and (laughs) pam says uh, David, he can't. He's at a civil rights rally. <laughs> right. And she lists them off: Obama right. fashion show, yeah, yeah. like oh, dropped in yeah. an oil painting. Yeah. I'm gonna right. save that. One. Like that, yeah. it sets that up. Yeah, yeah.
1: Uh, <laughs> I just <laughs> oh. wonder what Jan's experience of the other side of that call was. Yeah, like she's just like, oh, okay, <laughs> like because Jan's not like yeah. clearly talking to Michael. Yeah, like, she's like, Michael, Jan's calling. Long pause. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <laughs> some muffled in the background the whole thing.
2: Yeah. Um, I a gas. But the, per- the best, one of the, my favorite moments of this episode is when Jan shows up at the warehouse party. Michael has made this whole thing even worse because he's thrown a big luau party Yes, to bring everyone together so they can all <laughs> talk about this. Everyone knows about it. Jan shows up and Michael is at the complete opposite end of the warehouse from her. So Standing... Completely straight. Completely still. still <laughs> does not move to her at all. Arms, and then arms at the everyone sides. everyone just silently watches Jan walk the entire length of the warehouse. <laughs> and when she gets there, like, there's this awkward exchange between her and Kevin. Yeah. <laughs> She's like, she saw her sister in Scottsdale. Mm-hmm. Family is important. Is- oh, yeah. How was the weather Old in Scottsdale? Scottsdale? Sunny. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and then, like, very quietly asks Michael to come upstairs with her. So we think that he's in so much trouble. But <laughs> Well, you forgot the uh, my favorite single
1: moment of the episode the sound Michael makes when he's, hello, Michael. <laughs> 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 he, he's clearly so oh, nervous, and his mouth has gotten
0: so dry watching her walk towards That's him. That's the, like, mastery of Steve Carell in the whole show. Yeah. Is these, like,. <laughs> non-words that he says yeah you know i'll yeah. give you another one yeah when meredith flashes him yeah <laughs> <laughs> and in the halloween episode when dwight tells him that he he was like oh i got a job off from cumberland mills he goes really that's amazing and he goes no i didn't actually have it and michael goes <laughs> yeah
1: I want to solve all my problems. Yes,
0: yeah, just his... Oh, God. Yeah. Shut it. All of the verbal, Shut nonverbal it. things that Michael does yeah. over the course of the show. like that's. He, yeah.
1: he wears his emotions and feelings on his sleeve so much that sometimes they just boil out of yeah. his mouth and the sound of whatever he's feeling just comes out.
2: What and this is of, one of the best ones. What part oh. of short don't you understand? <laughs> um. Oh, then Jam brings him upstairs and confesses that um her doctor, her therapist has told her to indulge in her self destructive tendencies. And so she should Dr. Perry, what right. a great and therapist. That's, and so she should um you know indulge them and, and should uh, pursue a relationship with Michael Scott. Um <laughs>
0: I do love that she starts out this whole thing talking about her therapist, and then like two thirds of the way through, she says, "So Doctor Perry says." and Michael goes, "Who's Doctor Perry?" <laughs> yeah, like <laughs> like Michael, like Michael, Michael is so he's so far away from everything <laughs> oh, that she's saying. You know, oh god, like it just it it sums up the beginning of their relationship where Jan is very like willing to take on this relationship with someone who she clearly sees as. Kind of beneath her. right She's prescribed yeah. this relationship, lowering lowering her expectations or redefining what the word means. Yeah, you know what she says, right? <laughs> and Michael is so he's so caught off guard. blindsided
2: yeah. by this that like he's not even he's just waiting for when she's gonna s- say like you idiot you you, yeah. you sent this photo out and. They both just are just even sulking backwards into something they don't it's want to so do. Weird. And
1: well, if, Michael wants to have sex. I think yeah. that's the only thing on his mind at all moments
0: for a long time. Maybe. And if you think about the way that it's framed, Jan is sitting in the manager seat and mm-hmm. Michael is sitting as one of the where where one of the employees would. Mm-hmm. I think that's really important where it's like Jan is clearly like the person in control of this relationship. Yeah. And Michael is is spinning, he's stuttering, he's stammering. You think she's about no. to fire
2: him. I right. Mean, yeah, and
0: and 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 uh just just in general the way that that reversal happens in his office like how many times can you count where Michael is not behind his desk in his own office, you know. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Hmm. That's but then, f- of course, you know, the, the, uh, the interaction sort of wraps up and Jan gets up to leave. And Michael points to Jan and says, hey, Jan, you complete me. And he mimes out <laughs> the heart with his fingers. And Jan just sighs. Says, oh, God. But oh God. it's clear that, like, that's the only way that Michael, like, knows how to express affection. Right. You know, like, Michael goes from zero to, like, head over heels Romantic, kind of immediately uh, all the time.
2: Another thing rewatching this scene that that I couldn't help but think about was that like we should feel more bad for Jan. <laughs> like um first of all she's been totally embarrassed for no good reason this episode in front of her entire company and she's just this hard-working businesswoman and um uh and a I very inappropriate think, photo is distributed yeah, of and, her, and we kind of like laugh at her because she's so Jamaican uptight. Name Jamaican Jan Sun Princess. Yeah, it, we laugh at her because she's t- so uptight and like, but she's like trying to not only be a successful businesswoman, but then also be laid back and cool, which is this expectation of women in in business that is a, a unfair standard, you know. So it's like, um, I just I just realized rewatching this episode that it's like why do we make like why are we so hard on jan
0: i think that's the beauty of their relationship and the way that it's portrayed throughout the show is how often it flips right it's on one hand you know when you look at the way that it happens at Chili's and the way that happens here on one hand it kind of seems like michael is taking it oh not i hesitate to say taking advantage but like michael is there when this woman who's very sort of um She's kind of in a very difficult place, right? She's, like, looking for affection, right? She's willing to lower her standard, right? She's receiving advice from her therapist, right? And she sees this... She's in a vulnerable place. She's in a very vulnerable place. Thank Mm -hmm. you. And uh, Michael happens to be there, right? Mm -hmm. And Michael is too stupid, I think, to take advantage of a situation like that. right? But on the other hand, like... You and know, so he's it, harmless in that way. But on the other hand, it flips, and then it's like Jan is clearly manipulating Michael,
2: right? Yes. Where yeah. in the,
0: at the end of the season, Michael is like, she's made me do a lot of things right, I didn't right. want to do. <laughs> hey, he's uh, like, Jan has this schoolgirl fantasy. Yeah, I and don't know. Like I'm best-
2: spending a lot of money on gas. I'll leave <laughs> yeah. you some money on the dresser.
0: Well, yeah, yeah. Oh, geez. Uh And I'll tell him, Hunter and I'll tell my sister to get some more vodka. Hunter, are you on? He's like, yeah, Jan, I got it. Yeah, or uh, he's like, Jan has a schoolgirl fantasy, and they're like, that's pretty common. And he goes, yeah, I just have a hard time wearing the dress, right? You know? like they clearly sort of flip flop. Right, losing control. They're so wrong. Who's doing more damage
2: to the other? Exactly.
0: Like Jan likes to record them so they can work on his form. Right.
2: Right. Michael has to sleep in that little dog bench. Like, but then Michael is like, you know, she's absorbed his incredible debt through their, you know, Mm -hmm. relationship and things like that. So there's. The different ways it goes back and forth mm-hmm. like the the relationship is so destructive that it consumes both of them <laughs> i'd love to i'd love to talk to
1: dr perry a bit and just see what those sessions oh were like i mean can you imagine how much she's talked about michael and like th- th- but it is like her therapist is the one who's like yeah give give it a go try try this medicine that's michael scott out she hasn't met
2: michael scott and she <laughs>
1: she immediately abuses that medicine yeah. it's like it's just, it's it's not good well, for anybody. And like you paper, said, Michael's too dumb.
2: On paper, Michael sounds pretty good. I mean, you say he's an idiot, but he's the manager of a branch of your company and he seems pretty harmless. Stays and in shape. Yeah. You, you say that he likes he's to be got fun the, and like.
0: <laughs> he, gets, he has an ab scissor and you sit on the ball and you twist. Yeah. And you twist. <laughs> he likes bacon, the, sound, the smell of bacon in the morning. <laughs> yeah and he's and willing to sleep on a lover. dog bed and there are moments where jan says like you know like listen michael like you're stupid and you're wrong for me <laughs> but like i can't deny that i'm attracted to you, mm-hmm. you know?
1: yeah. which is as comes up a
0: few times the sort of yeah. sexual energy you that
1: michael has that stupid. we see work sometimes <laughs> yeah. worked on holly worked on donna or think about
0: the you can
2: put both <laughs> his legs behind his head. <laughs>
0: He has this animal <laughs> magnetism. And you yeah. think about the cocktails episode where Michael and Jan are there and Jan pulls him into the bathroom. Yeah. And he's just, like, just, just. <laughs> <It's> like... <laughs> and Michael's oh, like, I thought, I thought this is where you wanted your private time. He's <laughs> yeah. like, Michael, just throw me against this wall. Right? Yeah. He's like, no, no means no. Like yeah. he's, he's, he has oh to shut gosh. her down. Yeah. Just look, we, foliage. <laughs> Alex, although sometimes one of us pretends to not hear that word Alex and I have talked at length about Michael and Jan I think we've talked about Michael and Jan But this episode is kind of a kickoff to their actual romantic involvement
2: Yeah, their fireball relationship It's exciting, it's an exciting episode Mm -hmm. There's a
1: lot of suspense in this one Mm -hmm. It's great And I I think the scenes of the specter of Jan coming first in the phone call and then in the warehouse is just just some of the best stuff in this season so good
0: as jan says she says what are the in the cocktails episode she says what are the pros stability you know uh end of my self-loathing children eventually (laughs) what are the cons i date michael scott publicly and i collapse inward on myself like a dying star
2: (laughs) yeah (laughs) which is basically what happens for a while pretty much yeah um, the other storyline, of course, the Jim, Karen, she having Pam. She's a cigarette while she does that? Yeah. <laughs> it's oh, such yeah. a good cigarette.
1: <laughs> she's so
0: good, man. Yeah, she's great. Melora Harden. Yeah, she's yeah. awesome. Shout
2: out. Uh, the B storyline, of course, Jim, Karen, and Pam. Um, that, that moment when Pam realizes, I think Karen comes up to her and thanks her for helping and talking sense into Jim, walks away. And then Daryl comes out and finds his iPod speaker and is like this is the best day of my life <laughs> and uh, he says and, the
1: best night of my life which is Daryl's
2: damn he's just having not, a good time not, you can tell
1: well you know he's, that's he, the best night of your life
2: he's already on cloud nine because of the Michael photo the Michael yes. Jan photo which just made his day I guess mm-hmm. um, but uh, it immediately cuts to Pam sobbing all alone which is um, heartbreaking heartbreaking well, I th- I mean, I think like it's important that we kind of frame this
0: with some stuff from earlier in the episode. Like, Jim is yawning, right? And mm-hmm. Karen is kind of looking over at him, and he doesn't really look back at her. Mm. They talk about these long conversations they've had, and Karen is like, he said that it would be as if we were living together in separate houses two blocks away, right? And Pam kind of goes in and finds Jim in the break room, and she says, you know, like, how are you doing? And Jim is like, You know, I have this big fight with Karen and Pam offers to talk. And he's like, seriously? Like, he kind of can't believe that Mm -hmm. Pam is going to do it. So they have this long conversation, right, about this whole thing. And it ends in a very funny way where she's like, you know, doing this is much better than listening to Michael play a conch shell, which (laughs) is what I've been doing, right? Feeling hot, hot, hot. That's all I know for now. I'll learn the rest (laughs) later.
1: Uh, there's, There's, going off your point, Edwin, there's like two moments and really incredible acting from jenna fisher in this episode because there's sort of two shots that are framed really similarly of her face just reacting non-verbally to those moments one is after jim's like ah karen and i are having this fight she's like you want to talk about it and jim's like you sure and you see the face on pam when she's looking back at him being like like yeah like i really want to talk about it yeah and she's so like She's like, I, I, she's connecting so deeply with Jim. That moment is just like all the hope of their relationship. And then right. later, right after Karen says thank you and turns away, and she just has a blank look in her eyes, is yeah. like all the despair she in one moment. Know what and we feel. get this like full spectrum from Pam's point of view of that relationship in mm. this episode. It's really, really good stuff. And like, I, it just sets up so many emotional stakes uh, for the end of this season
0: it reminds me really strongly of this moment in season two and i can't remember the episode but jim is jinxed by pam right mm-hmm. and they meet in the break room and and pam is you know like jim come on like i'm gonna buy you a coke right like uh she's like making fun of him this whole time and you know eventually she looks at him and she says you can tell me anything right oh yeah mm-hmm. and in this moment Say it's it. clear it, jim right yeah it's clear that Jim wants to talk about his feelings for Pam and his face just kind of falls. And it's another moment where the silence kind of defines the moment and Pam like basically leaves. Like, yeah. And again, it's this moment where Pam opens up to Jim where you're like, you can tell me anything like I'm here for you, you know, but it's, it's sort of an inversion where not only like, instead of we, we would expect Jim to say his feelings as we would in season two. It's like Jim is talking about his relationship with another person. in season. Yeah. Three. Totally. Yeah,
1: hmm. and, uh, I guess maybe the C storyline of this Michael assigning Dwight to find out what happened, leading to Dwight consoling Pam, which is I think one which, of the all-time so office. Let's scenes. talk about this. Let's <laughs> break yeah. this yeah. scene
2: down. There's yeah. So Pam is crying alone, and Dwight comes in, and is like, first is like. Who, where is he? Who did Who this, did to, this you? to you? And then he like does this weird like ha, like fifty percent like mm-hmm. like like snarl <laughs> like yeah. He's like ready to attack, but also not really. <laughs> Who tipped you over? Yeah. Was it Philip? Yeah. I mean, the, the
1: scene overall is yeah. is is some of the best evidence that like Dwight's just a, a good guy at his heart. You know, and he stands up for his friends and his yes. coworkers. Clueless, a, pr- a protector. Clueless, yeah. <laughs> a his clueless you protector. You can't question his intent and energy. But yes, he is clueless, as evidenced by taking his jacket off. He begins to take his school. jacket oh. off. So so, so funny.
2: What, what I have to say at the start of this too is like this is a this whole scene is a joke that really takes its time. Mm-hmm. Like which is there's a, a few of them in this episode, but this one especially where. He's t- we watch him take off his jacket and you think he's going to throw it over her shoulders, but then he ties it around his waist. It's he's warm like, in here. Yeah. Oh, and he says it's in pretty it. hot. Yeah. In here. Yeah. She's like,
0: yeah. And then he gives her a handkerchief. And I love the ambiguity of that moment where on one hand, it seems like Dwight is about to put his jacket around her. On the other hand, he ties it around his waist. Like, did he, when did he decide <laughs> yeah. he was going to tie it around his waist? Was it when he took his jacket off? Was it when he decided it was kind of hot? Like, when he decided is he was some, uncomfortable, like, he's yeah.
2: being awkward, like... He knows... Yeah. Maybe he knows he's about to sit down and console her, so he thinks this is a transition into that. Him taking off his blazer is more casual mm-hmm. or something. something like, to do with his hands. I don't know. He's it doesn't nervous. make any sense. When, think, when has
0: anyone tied a suit jacket around their waist? It no doesn't one. make any sense. Dwight, Michael, certainly not. Michael tied it around his shoulders to make some sort right. of a backpack. Right. For <laughs> a Survivor Man episode. Fabulous material. And then he again stumbles at the finish line by
1: saying
2: so you're pmsing pretty bad huh <laughs> yes and then, yeah he sits down next to her well there's there's another particular moment that's like where she's like you don't have to be here and he's like i know i know and it's like and it's like oh he's just being there for her yeah and the, it, so it's uh it, it's really sweet even and even though dwight thinks that she's pmsing pretty bad which is a cringe line um, he he's still a nice guy for doing that. <laughs> like, whether you know what I mean? He's doing like, what he knows how to right, do. Right. He's still uh, trying to to be her friend and be there for her.
0: There are a handful of moments like this in the show. This moment in particular, uh, my Dwight when he's crying, uh, in the Money episode uh, about Angela and Jim comes to comfort mm-hmm. him. Yeah. Well, yeah, in the staircase, and then um. Maybe maybe I'm stretching it a little bit here, but when Pam is sitting out on the staircase and Michael comes out, you know, just in general, I'm reminded. Of, there's a quote from C.S. Lewis where he talked about when his wife died, how uh, his friends were all would all come to the the funeral, and he was like, "I wanted them to be there, but I didn't want them to say anything." Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I and I and like I don't mean to make it a very serious moment, but. It's just like Dwight is there, and it's that's what's important is that Dwight is there to comfort her. And right. He ruins it by speaking, you know, right? By totally. saying all the Correct. things that are on his that, mind. You that's know? that's yeah.
2: what it it is to be a, a good friend as someone who's grieving is to just to, to be, just there. be there yeah. and don't say much.
0: And and Pam, of course, is not grieving in this moment, but this no. idea that I, like I mean, yeah yeah to provide like emotional support, <laughs> right? Like,
1: I mean, yeah. she is like. I mean, I mean for Pam's point of view, she sort of did, you know, fall on her own sword a bit. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's just how the she death feels. Of her hope like, for their relationship, maybe. And and she has a moment with Roy when they're sitting eating pizza. That's, yeah, and she's like, he's like, do you remember when we were planning our yeah. honeymoon? And I was deaf and they joke and they laugh.
2: Yeah, she, he's like, I was definitely right, and, and it's, she's, she's like, caught shocked, in this place. But of, then, yeah, of
1: like, I walked away from this life. And now I just messed up the life I thought I was going towards. Right. And she's feeling so alone. And it's it's really, really touching. The, like-
0: the emotional ambiguity that exists in those moments, like that's what feels really true to the show, right? And that's mm-hmm. what's I think really compelling and sort of heartfelt in a way is that like we know these characters have these emotions and feel a certain way, but they can't. Either can't express it or they can't attain it Mm -hmm. or they can't live the life that they want to, you know. Nice dollop of bleakness for you, Sean. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Just for you, buddy. (laughs) Mm. Right to the vein.
2: (laughs) Oh, buddy. What else about this episode? Uh, Favorite moments? Oh, Oh, yeah. I made a note that... um, that uh, Andy Bernard might be my MVP olé, for this. Ole, ole. This is peak Andy. Yeah, this people is right in here. the party. Hot. hot, hot. Yeah. I love it when Andy is just on the sidelines, just coming in with like the, the trying heavy to be hitting. positive. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, uh, I am now cutting off Phyllis's head with a chainsaw. Ringing. That's a great line. <laughs> um, when when everyone is looking at the picture of Jan topless at sandals. Uh, and he goes, boring. Call me when she rolls over. Yes. <laughs> Which is just... Is so funny. Oh, it just tickles me. That moment, too, when he comes down
1: and the whole warehouse is applauding. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Michael's caught in this weird emotional place of like... he. This is a moment he's dreamed about, like walking into the warehouse and all the guys being like, You're right. the hero,
2: Mike! Yeah, exactly. Like, You're the guy! Yeah, exactly. But he's
1: so just overtaken by what is going on that he can't quite enjoy it the way he wants to
0: I think too when you talk about an inversion or or I have been talking about inversions from season 2 to season 3 season 2 boys and girls you know Michael is caught up with the warehouse guys they're like feeling this real vibe about togetherness right and eventually Jan comes down the stairs and she's like hey I heard they talk about unionizing they talked about unionizing Pittsfield and look what happened there like Mm -hmm. look you know in case you want to get buried in legal fees and stuff like think about your lives and your families or whatever right and he and she just kind of destroys the buzz, mm-hmm. or she destroys that feeling of goodwill. Mm-hmm. And Michael comes down, not knowing what's going on, and they all applaud him. Yeah, right? yeah. Like it's just it's such a different, and it's framed in a very similar way, I think, where the camera mm-hmm. is looking up at the staircase. He, and he stays. Comes down yeah, the they both stay on the right. stairs. Yeah, and mm-hmm.
1: someone in the background just goes, "That corporate booty." Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. Uh, for me, I I wrote down for favorite just moments uh, when when Michael greets Jan. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah. This, yeah. I think the best and the <laughs> other one is Toby's got a nice little bit here when he goes back to talk to Toby yes. about this whole yes. thing yes. He's, I like, have that. he's like if you uh, took my personal fa- like picture <laughs> I will have you arrested he's like Michael like, nine different people sent this to- my ex-wife sent this to me like, we don't talk and the way he says it like yeah the story behind that of like toby's ex-wife got that photo and sent it to toby that
2: amazing that line in particular is so good that it overshadows the next the next thing that happens to which is like michael's like i'm so glad it was a good icebreaker is that what he goes he
0: goes goes, well i guess it's just the icebreaker you need yeah
2: We uh, talk. As for favorite moments, I have two, and
0: they both involve the steel drum. Okay. Yeah, oh, I yeah. love the idea that yeah. Michael brought back a steel drum. I wrote that drum. Michael yeah. with flew a little, a little steel drum on. and everything. Yeah. A yeah, steel drum. And the 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 first one is when he's avoiding Jan's call, and he's standing out in the parking lot, and it's covered in snow. Yeah, and like there's dusting of snow <laughs> on everything. Yeah, and he's by himself, going hot, hot, hot. Right. Yeah. <laughs> And 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 Pam like sticks He's her head out to of the escape window. Escape back yes. to that. And then the second moment is when the forklift runs over the steel drum, and it's just like, oh, yeah. like, yeah. <laughs> just and Michael like... stares at it with a thousand yard
2: stare, just like because well, you can only imagine. <laughs> like, what's what is kind of sad is just you know how happy he was in Jamaica, yeah. and like yeah. Jam probably thought he was fun and funny, and like everything was great, and then he just came back to snowy scranton mm-hmm. where his life is sad yeah <laughs> yikes it's true so i think
0: the big question that this episode brings about is is that is the question about jim right and, and that, uh, a topic that we've discussed a lot off mike and one that we've waited to kind of roll out on mike is this question about jim whether or not jim is a good or a bad person right. or whether or not jim you know, is the worst, quote-unquote, and there are a lot of opinions online, uh, if you follow a lot of fan groups, about the way that Jim sort of acts or conducts himself throughout the show, right, and uh, that's maybe a bigger topic for another day, but one of the things that is often brought up in that conversation is this moment, right, Yeah, where Jim treats, like, one of the big things where it's like where maybe Jim kind of sucks, right, if that's like the, pre- the the premise, is that Jim is really bad at Karen. Mm-hmm. And this episode in particular is an example of that, right? Or it's often brought up an example. So I guess re-watching this episode, maybe re-watching it a couple times, like how do you guys feel about Jim's treatment of Karen in this episode? And how does that, like, level up to your reading of his character overall? So
1: this last watch through, I had a different totally different takeaway from this which is yes the way he's treating karen is not great at all but it's a result of him wrestling with everything inside of him the reason he's hes has he i think the reason jim would be hesitant about something like karen moving that close is he knows that's one step closer to the to like him settling down with karen when deep in his heart he know he doesn't want to do that he wants to be with pam and I think he his knee jerk reaction is to be like, I think that's a little quick. It's too serious. And she's like, Yeah, let's. Like, it's not. Also, oh. it seems like you don't even want me in Scranton, which he doesn't. Right. And he shouldn't be stringing Karen along at all. He shouldn't be doing that. But I think this is just the result of Jim trying to please everyone, which is a problem we see Jim struggle with a lot oh, throughout mm-hmm. this show. When he's manager, that's what he's bad at. And right now in his relationships, it's what he's bad at at this point mm-hmm. in the show because he wants Karen, he doesn't want Karen to be
2: mad. But I think deep down he knows what he wants with Pam. Hmm. That's what I took. Right I, to I think so too. I mean, I I feel like y- watching it again, it you you're quick to be to think, "Wow, Jim is is a re- is actually such an asshole in this episode." But what's funny is he might be starting to realize, like. That there's no point to him and Karen if Pam is single and he's back in Scranton. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Like you know what I mean. He's kind of convinced himself that he needs to move away. He should move on. He should be with Karen now. He's back in Scranton now. Pam's single, you know. And so he might be slowly realizing like, why am I doing this? And although he hasn't come to the conclusion, like he hasn't come to that conclusion yet, that I should break this off. And then Pam gets involved. And starts to... Push them closer together. Push them closer together. So, I mean... like The reason
1: he likes Pam is the reason why she was able to what if, console
2: both of them. What if Pam had not gotten involved and they had broken up right now? You know what I mean? Because like, we look at the rest of this season as Jim being such an asshole for the entire rest of this season because he's such a dick to Karen. But he he might have been... Almost there, if if Pam hadn't gotten involved, and so that's why this is a really fantastic conflict to have in the in the show, because Pam's trying to be a good friend, and it's it's just so complicated, so perfectly complicated. Well, you wonder because Pam the advice she gives to Karen, I mean, she must she must
1: know on a deep level, Pam, that like, oh, I know why Jim is acting like this. Like she's got to know, right? Mm-hmm. But while she's while she's telling Karen, he, you're right. He is being ridiculous. Like you're, you're right, Jim's wrong. Mm-hmm. But she has to know in the back of her head that it has to give her a little bit of comfort. As like weird and machiavellian as that seems, that she's like, yeah, oh, this is good news. That because yeah. Jim clearly isn't ready to just like completely commit to this.
0: I think, uh, in general, I think the fact that Pam starts crying after Karen thanks her is really important because Pam knows that she gave Jim the right advice, you know, like if Pam really wanted to sabotage that relationship, if she really like saw them and was like, no, this is my moment. She could have given him different advice. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. the fact that she helped them like almost objectively, like, by removing herself like that's what causes that emotional pain right is that she brought the two of them closer together at her own detriment right and i think Mm -hmm. to to make it more about like the jim pam dynamic i think like this is such an amazing little moment right Mm -hmm. because jim and karen are together and both of them both jim and and, uh pam because those are the characters who kind of have agency here right karen doesn't really have agency here in this, mm-hmm. in this particular moment. Yeah. Like, both of them are doing what's correct or what's right, yes. you know? yeah, totally. Even though it's not what they want, right? Mm-hmm. Clearly, Jim doesn't really want Karen to move in, and clearly, Pam doesn't want Karen to move in near Jim, right? Um, and I, I think it is fair, on one hand, to say, like, Jim is being ridiculous, truly. I don't know that it makes him a bad person, right? Mm-hmm. And... Uh, this is a long and ongoing topic, right? But in and in general, I'll admit to this, right? Like, I don't read Jim nearly as negatively as other people do. I think if we give other characters the benefit of the doubt, we have to give it to Jim. Jim makes a lot of mistakes, as we see, and this is one of them, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, like when I was younger, right, I did not understand... Like this episode came out when I was in high school, right? Mm-hmm, and that's when I mm-hmm. watched it. Yeah. I didn't understand what it was like when they're like, "Oh, it'd be like they were living together," right? Mm-hmm. I had I had no frame of reference, right? Right. The idea
1: that you could just rent a house was foreign, right? It. Yeah.
0: And and the, that 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 was silly. But now, like looking back on it, it's like yeah, they live in different houses, even though they're close yeah. together. You yeah. Know? Totally.
2: Totally different. Yeah. Yeah. And
0: the one detail that really stuck out to me was was an offhanded thing where Jim says to Pam, "We've been dating a month," right. In the context of the show, it feels like they've been dating forever. Right. right?
2: Well, you know, and it's like, and to Jim's uh, defense, like, yes, they're not living together. But for him, it's like she's moving to Scranton to be with me. Right. So that is feels pretty permanent, Mm -hmm. you know.
0: And there's a talking head when they're leaving Scranton or at the end of or excuse me, when they're leaving Stanford where Karen says, "Like, I don't know if he's into me, but like, I'm really into him, right?" So, like, it clearly shows that Karen mm-hmm. is the one who's into, is very much into Jim, right? And uh, I think when we think about like Jim treating Karen poorly, right, or at least in this moment where it's like he didn't want Karen to move in in a different house two blocks away, you know, it's part of this laundry list of evidence against Jim. Uh, but when you think about it, that like they've only been living to get they've only been dating for a month, right? It, I think this is more of a mistake than it is a uh, a mark against Jim's character, you know? Well, I think it Cause was... Because he comes around. It,
1: right. I was, was going to say that. And in the moment, I'm sure, Karen was like, what about that place? And Jim was, might have been like, I don't know. Yeah. Like, that's just a knee-jerk reaction in the moment. Because you have been dating a month. Yeah. And you're right. We're forgetting the fact that Jim, uh, did he drive away from the luau to the place and pick up a lease and drive
0: back to the party
1: and hand it to Karen because he's like, I yeah, think you dropped it's, something." It's funny that we don't know what, <laughs> yeah, what we
0: don't know what he hands her when he gives her that paper. Is it's it just like, a piece of paper
2: that says, or it's
1: like the rental agreement, like, yeah,
0: which he had. So it's like,
1: yeah, okay, he made a mistake, but he did like at the end of the day come around and right. charmingly being like, "Hey, I think you dropped this," like this, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, like what I don't know. Yeah, we expect a lot from Jim, and we should. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just think sure. there's a lot to unpack in that yeah. exchange. Yeah. Another thing, Sean, uh, for you, because I think this this might be the start of... Okay, so it, w- when Jim and Pam are in the break room and Jim's saying, like, I'm having this trouble, like, that could have been a time when... One of countless times when Pam could have, you know, said all the stuff to Jim that she says at beach games later on. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I feel like this is one of the first moments where she puts the lid on the jar and the pressure starts to build mm-hmm. in her that we see yeah. come out at beach games. Right, I and mean, this right. is like when she's crying after Karen, she helps them out. Like yeah. that's that's what she's react talking about in beach games. Right. Later. Okay. You know, it's the same I, thing. you know
2: what? I I had never thought about these two moments, those two
1: moments They're directly. the cuz she she should have said to Jim in the break room like, "Jim, I called my wedding off for you."
2: Yeah, right, mm-hmm. right. You know,
1: but she's not going to do that at work. That's not the right really, moment. That would be pretty weird. She's got to walk across Coles first. Yeah. They were having a luau, could have had a field of coals there. Just saying, it's true. Field of coals, bed of coals.
2: I love the moment when Angela is half shredding green paper. Yeah. Not I did not, re- I did not notice that yeah. before. Yeah. It's not. It's not confetti. It's like she's making like a thatch roof, like uh, like or like a hula skirt type of a thing. I was mm-hmm. like, well, oh, that's a pretty good hack. Pretty good party hack. Party there, hack. Angela. Party hacking committee. Yeah. One last weird note. There's just a shot.
1: Kevin has a big folder next to his desk that says, don't eat the yellow snow. I know. I noticed that. It's
2: like, Whoa. what is that doing there? Yeah.
0: When they're all looking at the photo. Is it a reminder to himself?
2: Hmm. Could be. Wow. Don't eat the yellow snow. Anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I do have one more hot take. And I, I know. We're going, Give it we're, to we're, me. We might be running long. But um, we always do. Um, Michael is not really into Jan. Hmm. is my hot take. He's scared and, of Jan. No, I, I, I think that like, I don't think it's in, that hot. I think he is l- like when we see him later, and she's t- telling him that she wants to pursuit of the relationship, and he's shocked. We we like his his surprise is not that he got what he wanted, right? This his surprise is this is completely unexpected, and and I think the whole thing about him being into jan is just really for the for the sex because he a lot of women aren't usually into him he picked jan after carol broke up with him and um and he just kind of brags about it to people and uh you know brags about it to packer and all these other people well look at the validation he got from the warehouse right exactly yeah i'm a hero now so Mm -hmm. i i think that what what i realized in that end scene was that was that I don't think even Michael wants this relationship to happen, but he no. doesn't know what else to to do. I mean, he's <laughs> he doesn't have other options. <laughs>
0: Michael has a line where he's like, there are two things that I know for sure. Number one, I really like sex. And number two, I want to have kids. <laughs> I don't remember when he says that, yeah. but I imagine yeah. that's how he sees yeah. his relationship with Jan. Yeah, he's so.
2: like, here's a woman telling me that she wants to have a relationship, so... And yes. I'm
0: pretty sure that in the Dundee's episode, Jan says, uh or in the um uh, shoot. The episode where they go to Chili's and they meet with Tim Meadows. Yes. Yeah, whatever. yeah. The client. Like, client. What the client, yes. What happened with uh, with Gould? And she says, Well, I wanted kids, he didn't, you know? Mm. And so like maybe Michael sees this as his later she doesn't want to bring
2: children into
0: this world. Oh or yeah. Something like and, that. Then yeah and then when you wanted kids again and then when you wanted that maybe you had Snip kids snaps, who snaps. had the vasectomy <laughs> reimbursed. Snip snap, snip snap, snip snap. It's almost snap. like
1: they really weren't meant for
0: each other. Yeah. Congratulations, Ooh. babe. You took this home and you turned it into a house. Um, last, oh, I have one last no, note okay, here. You, okay, I'll have at, one last at, note. Oh, okay. That. Give <laughs> us
2: your last, last sorry, notes that, place.
1: At the very end, Kevin folding the poster up. Yeah. He keeps it. And yeah. this is a
2: great shot because he folded it up, and the last fold is just Jan's face. Jan's face, face right there. is perfectly there. But I'm
1: I'm wondering because you've worked in prop departments. Yeah I, uh,
2: yeah. I commented on this as we were watching it. I was like,
1: someone has that poster, right? Or do they store that away? Like who got who?
2: Someone has that poster. If it was me, I'd have thrown it away. You would. Somebody probably took it home though. Somebody probably What a, took what, it a home. what an artifact! I was artifact the, I office. was thinking about how it was pre-folded as he's folding uh. it up, and they were like, "He can't fold this on camera. That would be way too hard." <laughs> <laughs> can it, oh, and then now that you're pre-folding it, can it perfectly land on Jan's head? Yeah, sure. We'll we'll figure that out somehow yeah well, anyway anyway all right last very 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 last thing i just love i mean i just think the 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 best joke about this whole episode probably also is just that michael doesn't understand the difference between the resort he was at and jamaican culture oh yeah uh, yeah which actually which is, that's actually it which, is uh, which is like a super obvious thing that's but i is. just wanted to point, like yeah that is the joke like he thinks that jamaicans it's like as if uh, Edwin while you were on the cruise You were like sailors at sea mm-hmm. Get together and sing karaoke every night mm-hmm. And party all day <laughs> yep. Yeah So I think that wraps I up mean, our
0: I mean I don't have any conclusions That's, that's it, it. <laughs> We, we, ra- we, <laughs> we spent a ton of time unpacking wow, this This is a short is
2: episode too um, It's a clean uh, 21 minutes yeah. You mean the episode of the show the, uh, the, Yeah the actual television episode Um do we have a quick conference room segment, perhaps? I have one. It's not
1: that quick. Do you have trivia? F- you I have trivia. Okay. We could just do trivia. We could just do trivia. I we did three room. segments last week. That's true. That's true. We'll, s- I'll, we'll save it. We'll save it. I, I, I'm going to give a teaser to this conference room. It involves casting The Office as a heist. Yes.
0: Oh, okay. I know nice. what you're
2: talking about. Yeah. I also have a conference Which we can do in chunks. that is not quite ready. We can do it in chunks.
0: Okay. Well, let's jump
2: to trivia.
0: Let's just do our thing, collect our hardware,
1: and get the hell home. Woo!
0: So, uh, I am very excited to share this with you guys, but while I was on the cruise uh-huh. last week, there was a moment where they did an office trivia game. You no. are kidding. So I'm very excited to share with you. Oh, my you God. He's pulling a folder the, out of his backpack. Uh, the office then, trivia. There's a tiny little piece of notepaper. From uh, the Carnival Splendor Cruise. Wow. Uh, I'm going to ask <laughs> you these questions uh, with the fun little button at the end. So this right. uh, trivia fun by the Fun Squad. Office trivia. Okay. Kay. Question number one. Yeah. Uh, what is the name of Michael's screenplay? Th- uh, threat Level Midnight? That's correct. Okay. Oh, <laughs> like, damn it. That, <laughs> is that a trick question? No. Okay. What restaurant uh, is Pan, Pam banned from? Chili's. Chili's. Yeah. That's correct. What is the name of the cat that Dwight kills, Evangelos? Sprinkles. That's correct. What is the first prank that we see Jim play on Dwight?
2: Oh, uh, Stapler Jello. in the Jell-O.
0: That's correct. What is the name of the county that uh is writing? Lackawanna County. That's correct. Uh, who bought Michael his world's best boss mug?
2: Himself. That's Spencer's Gifts. That's
0: correct. <laughs> what is the name of the cat that Angela wants to save during the fire? Bandit. Prince- oh. Bandit. That's correct. Um, oh, when they give out robes on Benihana Christmas, who yes. does not get a robe? Toby. That's correct. He sure feels them, though. What department <laughs> what department does Kelly Kapoor head up
2: uh customer service mm-hmm. what
0: is the name of Jan's assistant Hunter. uh which character went to high school with michael Phyllis Phyllis yeah. that's correct what company buys Dunder Mifflin Sabre Saber. Mm-hmm. what is Michael not allowed to touch the Baylor <laughs> oh, nice. the Baylor Baylor. What are the names of, uh, Jim and Pam's children? PP. <laughs> Peep. No, CC and CC. Phillip. Uh, what is the name of Andy's acapella group?
1: Here comes trouble.
2: Class of 96. 96
0: is correct. Yeah. Um, yes, that wasn't in the thing. I just wanted to add it. Yeah. Uh, no, uh what is mean. the name of the association that, uh, Jim, that Pam, Oscar and Toby, uh, put together finer things club mm-hmm. what is michael cooking when he uh bacon his foot? bacon uh who does phyllis marry bob vance vance refrigeration oh okay boy uh where does michael go on his vacation Jose, <laughs> <Santa's> jamaica <laughs> and which is the uh which is the good pizza restaurant in scranton pizza by alfredo or alfredo's pizza cafe
2: pizza by alfredo Alfredo's Pizza Cafe. Alfredo's Pizza Cafe. Oh, my God. Pizza by Alfredo is just a hot circle of garbage. Mm-hmm. That's right. I um, can't
0: believe I'm So So uh, when, wow. <clears throat> when I did this. You've been
2: meatballed. <laughs>
0: uh, so when I did this quiz, uh, I got uh, me and one other person got 20 out of 20 oh, of boy. these questions. Okay, questions. okay. Wait, I just, Sudden death? Before this. Did you
1: know this was happening ahead of time, where someone's like Edwin? There's office trivia.
0: It was scheduled. Like it was like, yeah. oh, things like you to do. It was, it was, was like things like, to do on the cruise. It was like, oh, let's go off yeah. circle that one. Yeah, lovely. Um, okay, so, right. uh, so there was uh, a sudden death round. The tiebreaker question was: name every word in the Fun Run title. Oh my God! You know this. So my question for you guys is: can you name every word in the Fun Run title? Absolutely not.
2: Proam is in there. <laughs> Rabies. Pro Am race for the cure, uh, rabies Awareness. Meredith Palmer yes. aware- Memorial Fund. Something I don't know. So when we did this,
0: right? Yeah. It was like, who wants to go first? Right? Me and this other kid. His name was you're Ethan. Gonna drop yeah. hints. His name you was Ethan. Like go, His name was Ethan, and he was from Idaho. Uh-huh. And uh, he went There's first. Nothing to do in Idaho. And he listed a bunch of words, and I knew it was better if he went first. Right? Mm. And He listed off a bunch of words. And I went second and lim- listed off similar words, right? I think I said pro-am twice. And uh, at the end, they were like, all right, guys, who do you – she was like, who do you think wins? Is it Ethan from Idaho? And there was a spattering of applause. And they're like, or do you think it's Edwin? And there was a lot more applause. Oh, no.
2: <laughs> so
0: I'm proud to share with you
2: today oh, wow. He's pulling that out I his won backpack a again. trophy. Oh.
0: oh, my
2: God. <laughs> on the cruise ship at the Carnival Splendor Oh my god it's a it's a trophy of a, a cruise ship on a on top of a laurel that would be on Michael's desk Choose, Choose fun, fun is what it says What does it say on the other Does it say anything on the other? Carnival Splendor splendor oh i my. hardly know her
1: that's really amazing yeah wow so
2: i'm proud to return to you guys as office oh trivia
1: champs Oh my
0: god it's the trophy is cheap it is light feels like a happy meal toy oh yeah it can oh my barely, gosh yeah it looks the like classic. it can barely weigh down a stack of uh dunder Mifflin <laughs> and paper. yet and yet it's it's price oh, pri- yes it's
2: that's awesome wow congratulations thank you uh no doubt in my mind you would have held it down hopefully we can win in
1: town one time. That would Was be nice. Ethan in Iowa. <laughs> in Idaho. In Idaho, Ethan, good luck out there. Thanks mm. for playing. But you didn't stand a chance. We never do. <laughs>
2: <laughs> um guys, thank you so much for listening and please remember that you can always hit us up, check us out on Facebook, uh, on uh Instagram at Michael Scott Podcast Company on Twitter. At Michael Scott Pod, we have an email address. you can send us questions spodcast company at gmail.com and we have a phone number that you can call and leave us a message and we'll play it on the show 5036949314. Give us Wait. a call. I really, cool. really quickly, yeah. I want yeah. to
0: thank Emily for calling in last week, last week. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. and leaving that voicemail for you guys to discuss about awesome. her agreeing with Sean. Yes. If you guys agree with us or disagree with us on any of our takes for the show, like, please call in, let us we know. Yeah. Send us a message. We read them all. We look at them yeah. all. We're yeah. so excited when you guys yeah. interact with us. You said there was a 12-year-old? Well, okay. So we got to do a, that a one. A younger person. We're going to do that one next I time. Think yeah,
1: because we're going to do that. And I think his voicemail is going to be the focus of one of our next episodes. Fantastic. What's so funny is he n- now he's been listening for two got, episodes. Streaming he knows along, it's it. So, yeah. But I think one of our next episodes is going to be what he brought up. So, okay, great. No, just the, oh, okay. sincere, the, yeah, we're going to spend a
2: lot of time on
0: that. Sincere appreciation for everyone who's called in, left the voicemail, sent us a message, like, subscribe, listen, whatever. It, yes. it means so much. Yeah. Thank you for listening. Yeah. Yeah. Also, a yeah. also
1: big shout out to Ryan Lloyd, oh, who yeah. has been helping us. With yeah. The social stuff. Yeah. A lot of us are. All three of us are busy. We have stuff going on. Busy bees. For us to kind of do this all. She on also the side. did a lot of our graphics work. Mm-hmm. Yes, and she's been hooking it up. She's
2: been posting the memes. If you write to us, we still look at that stuff. We all check. We all look at those questions and stuff like that. But she's been getting the yeah getting the memes out. We want to be posting more funny stuff. Big shouts throughout the week. So thanks, Ryan. Yep. Mm-hmm. The um, ends justify the memes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, thank you so much for listening, and join yeah. us next week dippity Poppy, give me this olive. Yes, sir. Feeling hot, hot, hot. Feeling hot, hot, hot. Feeling hot, hot, hot. That's all I know so far, but I'm gonna keep practicing. It's good. You know,
1: I had never been out of the country before now. Huh. Got to see how Jamaicans live. It is great. You know, they just relax. They party all the time.
0: It's kind of an impoverished country. Yeah.
1: Gosh.